FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of FinTech Hunting. You guys are in for a treat today. We have a very special guest. It is Kelsey Brown. He is Chief Strategy Officer, Executive Vice President, and Partner at WebMax. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael, for having me. Oh, it is great to have you. We've worked together in the past on a number of projects. I've known you for a while. You have a great mind for mortgage technology, and I think you're an even better person. So I'm, I can't thank you enough for joining the show. So, Kelsey, as we talk about you know mortgage technology and everything, let's first start with, can you give us a little bit about your background? How did you get into the mortgage industry and mortgage technology? Absolutely. So, um, you know, my dad was an accountant and I actually wanted to follow in his footsteps. So I went I went to school for accounting as well. Uh, after I completed my first year, I kind of changed course a little bit and joined the United States Navy. I went in as a uh, dispersing clerk, so still very close to finance and continued my studies as an accountant uh, or in accounting while I was in the Navy. Did that for about six years, um, you know, and when I came home, the first job that I got was with, at the time, Send and Settlement Services, which is now CRGC, and I was the liaison between mortgage professionals and, and the title company, so I dealt a lot on a mortgage side as well. Um, additionally, you know, I wanted to be well-rounded in, you know, the real estate, um, real estate. So I did go and, uh, I got licensed in the state of New Jersey as a real estate agent as well. Um, after that, you know, I kind of fell into a company that was doing real estate technology. That was around 2007. Uh, I fell into a company that was doing real estate technology and was really fascinated uh, by what they were doing. They were one of the very first companies recognized by the National Association of, of Realtors uh, to be able to provision IDX websites. And, uh, you know, I wrote that for a while. I learned search engine optimization is my very first thing. Uh, then I learned a little bit about the consumer's experience. HTML came next, uh, cascading style sheet or CSS after that. And then uh, shortly, you know, I, I started picking up different programming languages as well. Fantastic. So you have a wealth of knowledge. I love the fact that you went into finance and went into the military and then coming out, got in on the settlement side, then went and got your real estate license. Clearly, you have a passion for learning and really understanding holistically all of the things that go into the real estate transaction, mortgage finance. So you know, how has the point of sale, I know you have a ton of expertise on the point of sale side of business. How has that evolved over the years? Well, I mean, it went from just a, a regular contact form on people's websites that, you know, uh, didn't do anything other than notify the, the, you know, the website provider or the lender at the time that there was a new application, didn't connect with loan origination systems. Uh, didn't, you know, run assets, credit or any of that stuff. 
Um, now, you know, we're in the age of digital, the digital mortgage age, right? Um, and everybody wants to enhance their processes. Um, so the application itself has a lot of automation built into it. Um, consumer experience is, is definitely key. So a lot of point of sale, you know, vendors, including WebMax, are trying to make sure that the consumer has, you know, a very good experience as they're going through the, the point of sale experience. Uh, but also making sure that the automation is is creating efficiencies for the mortgage company and they're gathering as much information as possible and getting that information to where it needs to go. Excellent. And I'm going to have some more questions on the technology in a second, but pandemic hits, right? Everyone's in a shelter in place. Things are now starting to open up. How has changing and selling into lenders, banks, credit unions changed during this pandemic? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, there's been a lot of changes. Traditionally, you know, it's it's even though we're selling technology, it's a lot of belly to belly sales. Um, you know, going out to the conferences. Now the conferences are closed up until. We don't know when. I think um, I think I saw one in Arizona that's going to be July. Let's see if that gets canceled or not. Um, and then it's the bigger ones. I don't think anybody's really scheduled to do anything until November. Uh, so it's a lot of you know social media advertising. Uh, whatever your strategy is, whether you're posting on a daily basis, whether you're sending direct messages, um, you know, trying to engage with with your your prospects. Um, advertising on Facebook, uh, you know, making sure that your website is up to par with search engine optimization. So when people are searching for, you know, your products uh, that your, you know, your website is coming up, you can be found uh, in these search engine searches. So many great tips there. I'm so, sure people are going to go back and take some notes of search engine optimization, embracing social and getting your name out there. I love how you use the term engagement, right? Uh, how do we engage with our prospective clients? And for those who weren't doing digital prior to COVID-19, I think they've really struggled with how do they get the momentum? Because as you said, it's belly to belly. We're used to going to conferences. We're used to having that FaceTime. We're used to interacting and with all of that gone, if people didn't have a digital strategy, they had to really pivot quickly. And I think some of them are getting left behind. What are some of the other things that you're seeing or noticing as you go to more of these online meetings, as you do more Zoom and GoTo meetings and everything like that? Are people more receptive to it? Does it create additional challenges in the sales process? Give me some updates from that perspective. I don't think so. I think people are accepting it. They are embracing the technology. You know, the, the use of Zoom and GoToMeeting and Google Meets has, has been really great um, internally and externally. So internally, when you're dealing with your team members, you know, having those those meet those board meetings and uh, just team meetings, uh, you know, th that type of technology is really good. And also, you know, I know we're not able to get out in front of our customer base anymore, but these types of meetings, you know, they're, they're great because they're still engaged. You can show them your product at the same time. You can see them, you can talk to them, um, and, and you can see how they are, you know, how they're responding to your product and to everything that you're saying. 
Um, so all of these technologies that are in place today, I, I think is a great thing. And I think more and more people start to use those. In fact, I think a lot of companies are going to second guess their current models with the brick and mortar, um, understanding that now, uh, you know, their operations can run remotely. Um, so that's something to also think about, especially in a tech company like mine. Um, we've been operating remotely since, you know, March and, uh, you know, everything is still getting done. In fact, we see more production happening when our employees are working from home. What a, a fantastic point. And I think that's a, a point that a lot of people kind of overlook is in many times people are more productive when it's kind of on their schedule. And as long as you have the checks and balances, as long as you can hold people accountable, as long as you have the security in place, people can get an awful lot done and you don't need the huge brick and mortar commercial real estates. Um, people I have feel more fulfilled. They're, they're dealing with their families. Uh, they're having more time with them. So the, the great point about working remotely and really being able to accomplish it. And I think the other point is, like you said, because of the pandemic, I think most companies are very receptive to doing zoom. Prior to the pandemic, there was still a number of them that would say, hey, unless you come and meet with me in person, I don't know you, I don't trust you, uh, I haven't met you before. But I think now there's that, you know, people are very receptive to saying, sure, I'll jump on a Zoom with you and let's for 20 minutes get a chance to meet and get a chance to interact. I think video is becoming very commonplace. People feel very comfortable with that. One of the points you made earlier, and I want to get more of you know our opinions on it, is the fact that as the point of sale has evolved, and you're now you're pulling in more data. What's kind of your view on pulling direct data sources, and how does that you know create greater efficiencies than having to go and verify you know somebody's W two or verification of employment if there's databases that you can get direct sources from? What's your feeling on that? Well, I think it saves everybody a lot of time. It saves the borrower time from having to go and, you know, reach out to their banks or whoever to get the information that the, you know, mortgage lender is requiring. Um, and then also, you know, it, the checks and balances are already in place with collecting the data from a lot of these different sources there. So, you know, the data that's pulling back is, is basically already verified for the lender. So it saves them a lot of time as well. Um, I think it call or it makes the whole experience a little bit more efficient, a little bit, well, a lot of it faster, right? Um, and uh, it also, I think, it makes the experience fun uh, because a lot of the, a lot of the, this generation that's out there now uh, going through these types of applications, they're used to this. Um, they're used to pretty much automation. They're used to getting everything done quick and. You know, with dealing with these direct data sources, um, they're getting that very quickly. Well, and I agree completely. I think if we can create friction, if we can create a more seamless borrower experience, but also on the back end, right? Because the cost to originate over the last couple of years has continued to, to rise. You know, whoever yes. you talk to, is it 7,200, is it 7,500, is it 8,000, 8,500, is it 9,000? I heard 92. Whatever that number is, it's a very high number. And I think as people look to technology and automation, the more we can do to cut back on those friction points, the more we can do to cut back on those redundant steps, hopefully we can start lowering the cost to originate and really give these lenders a competitive advantage 
who can give a better borrower experience and lower the cost to originate at the same time. And I think direct data sources is, is part of that. You know, as we talk, you know, point of sale technology, what are some of the things that lenders are really looking for today? What are they looking for from a point of sale solution? What are some of their pain points that they still haven't addressed? I mean, most lenders all have a website, right? Most lenders all yep. can take some form of an application, but what are the, the truly progressive lenders doing? What are the things that other lenders are looking or aspiring to do from their point of sale? Well, I, I think you, you just touched on something that uh, that is true, but you know should be also considered as well. When you said most lenders have their websites, yes, a lot of lenders have websites. Um, a lot of lenders do not have a lot of content on their websites or their websites can be completely revamped. There's, you know, new things out there like ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act, where, you know, your website has to have certain contrast and, and, and really be able or, you, you know, the ability for people with visual impairments need to be able to go through those websites. So websites are important, just as important as the point of sale application. I always like to compare it to retail a little bit. Like you go to Macy's, you know, you have this great experience. And then when you get to the cash register, it's all the same experience. The same thing, you can say the same thing for the mortgage world, right? You, you get to the website, that's your Macy's, right? You, you're having this one experience and then you click on a button and you go to a completely different experience. It's like going to Macy's, but the cash register is in, you know, the food court. Um, so you want to make sure that it's a, a uh, uh, seamless experience and it's not disjointed um, but with the point of sale application itself you know what what i'm seeing uh lenders are looking for is obviously something that their consumers can get through from beginning to end that communicates with all parties seamlessly so lender consumer any affiliate parties like the real estate agent um, you know, everybody wants to know where exactly this is in, in the process. Additionally, having those checks and balances, the uh, verification of assets, income, employment, et cetera. You know, you want to make sure that all of that's intact. But I think a lot of lenders struggle with their current technology stacks too, right? Because there's a lot of point of sale applications on the market, but not all of them can integrate with legacy platforms. You know, anybody can do, you know, Encompass for the most part, but then you have other loan origination systems that companies have bought into and have been on for ages. And to kind of get off of those is, is, is a huge task. Um, so they're trying to make do with what they have and, and get products kind of a, surrounding that existing uh, tech stack. Uh, so that's the challenges that I think a lot of lenders are having is, does this system integrate with all of my systems? Does this work for uh, the way that we do business here? You know, WebMax, we try to cater to uh, pretty much all of our prospects. If we're not integrated with them today, you know, we do explore the possibility of integrating with those third-party solutions. And sometimes we can get it done and sometimes we can't. And that's just something that, you know, we we have to check on and we have to make sure that, you know, the, the prospect understands as well. Like, you know, maybe we can integrate with them. They have an API or an SDK that supports the integration that we're trying to do. Maybe we can't. And I think that's where a lot of lenders will struggle is with their existing technology stack. Well, you make a fantastic point because I have a number of lenders on this show 
And when I ask them about technology or what's one of the first things in their decision making, they're like, if it doesn't fit our current tech stack, it doesn't matter how shiny, how cool, the latest, greatest thing. If it doesn't fit our current tech stack, we don't have the time resources to make that work. We really rely on the vendor to do that. So I, I couldn't agree with that point more. As we talk about some advanced websites and you talked about some of the things for you know, uh, the new age of we have to provide for people with disabilities and what are some of the other things? Do you see people going more to video? Are people putting on more audio? Are they doing more explainer things on there? How are they educating and informing their borrowers so that it is a smoother and easier uh, whole step in transition through the mortgage process? I don't think there's one site out there right now, at least modern site out there right now that does not have video on there. Video is very big today. Um, it's the easiest thing to do. Uh, you post your video right on YouTube and share it across pretty much all of your social media channels, including your website solution. You can blast it out, or the links to it out in email. It's the easiest way to get your message out there or, you know, uh, whatever you're training on as well. Um, we do videos here, WebMax, majority of our websites uh, have video on it. The point of sale application can have video tutorials on it as well to kind of explain to the consumer what to expect through the application process and things that'll be needed for the application process as well. So I think I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there with, um, you know, informing the, the, the masses is, is really video is, is key nowadays. Well, and with video, your message can always be consistent, right? It's highly duplicatable. So instead of when volumes go up in the mortgage industry, uh, I'll take a quote from Jonathan Quart. He says, people throw, you know, the mortgage industry throws human spackle. They just throw people at it. If you want to be more profitable, if you want to be more streamlined, if you want to be more efficient, you've got to find out ways to duplicate. If you can record your message and answer a question that your borrowers always have, instead of having to respond to that hundred, couple hundred thousand calls each time, if you can explain that quickly and easily in a video, look at how much easier you made the buying process for that borrower. And more importantly, it's a consistent message, it's duplicatable, and you can scale and grow without always having to throw so many people at, you know, volumes or anything like that. Kelsey, one of the other things you had mentioned is, you know, everyone has a website, but not all websites are created equal. So that, that means it's a displacement sale. You've got to convince somebody that, hey, here's why your current website isn't cutting the mustard. Here's why you need... How do you go about that process without telling them their kid's ugly, without having them feel threatened by, you know, some of the people on the committee that are choosing to select a new point of sale or not are the ones who pick the old one. How do you kind of navigate that for our listeners so that you don't offend, but that you can convince them of here's all the new stuff that you need to be taking advantage of? Well, absolutely. I mean, to, to, to be frank, I mean, you just kind of have to pull the Band-Aid off and, and let them know, you know, your website is great for, you know, maybe five years ago, but you know, there's a lot of things that's missing now. You're not 
if it's search engine optimization, you don't have the right meta tags in here, or your website's not mobile responsive, you know, we know that over 80% of all Google searches are done from, from mobile devices. So you need to, you need to fix that problem. Okay. Right now you are out of compliance for ADA. Uh, what that means is you can, you can face hefty fines for not, you know, being able to support people with visual impairments on your website. These are big items uh, that people are missing. And it has nothing to do with what the site looks like, whether it's modern or not. These are things that, you know, every website or every website owner should be aware of. Um, now, if your website is very, very, very old, uh, you know, kind of like the old uh, uh, index card or, or business card type website, not mobile responsive, um, still using, you know, Adobe Flash, which we know doesn't render across all browsers, you know, then, you know, we just have to tell you the truth. You know, your website's very old <laughs> and it, it could definitely use a complete upgrade. Uh, here are some of the more modern websites. You're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, video uh, in these websites. You're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, big hero images, um, more call to action, uh, you know, on a homepage, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of these newer websites are, are doing less content on a homepage, uh, slide over navigation menus, um, all, almost creating a mobile experience across all devices. Um, and, and really, I mean, that's the points, the points that you need to drive home with, with uh, anybody who's using an antiquated website solution is, you know, you're out of compliance. You're not getting the leads that you were getting before. You're not getting the visibility in the search engines that you were getting before. And all of that is due because your website or due to your website just being old. And it's time for an upgrade. Uh, great tips, Kelsey. I could continue to talk to you forever, but I know we've got to wrap up. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for being on. Kelsey, for people who have additional questions, you have so many more insights to share, even if it's just people that are, are out there looking of what should a modern website have? What does it mean to be in compliance? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Well, you can talk to me about websites and point of sale anytime, commitment free. Uh, my phone number direct is 856-702-6415. My email is simply my name, Kelsey, and that's K-E-L-C-E-Y dot brown, like the color, at webmaxco.com. And our website uh, is www.webmaxco.com. Uh, Kelsey, thank you. I'm sure you're going to, your phone will ring. People will follow up with you. Uh, as we wrap up, do you have any one single tip that you would give lenders out there as they look and explore new point of sale? Absolutely. Make sure it stands up to your tech stack and make sure that you're getting a system that's configurable and can change with, uh, you know, with you and, and with uh, the new regula uh, regulations that are coming out as well. Fantastic. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us on FinTech Hunting. I'd love to have you again sometime in the future. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Michael. Fintech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, 
where businesses come to grow.